0: is there is some merit to clearing away your thoughts our thought lives need to be brought under the captivity of jesus But God's design is not for us not to think God gave us a mind he gave us thoughts and he wants our thoughts to be absolutely enraptured with the reality of who God is for us in Jesus and so the reality is Christian meditation on the scriptures is the bowing the humbling of ourselves and our minds to God as a society
1: we become accustomed to always having something to distract us at every moment even when we have an opportunity to rest, we pick up our phones. Today, Pastor Daniel will lead us to take notice of Isaac in a moment of meditation and the power of a quiet moment with God. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Genesis 24:60 with part 1 of his message entitled The Shift.
0: Steady journey through the book of Genesis It's not always easy to get up here The warfare is pretty intense, a lot Pastor Bill's been faithful for 40 years To stand up here, open up the Bible and say, hey, this is what it says Sometimes it's tough, so we thank you for your prayers We covet them, really We We couldn't do this with any sort of effectiveness Eternal effectiveness it's not the words of men It's the Spirit of God It has nothing to do with any of us But it's hard for us sometimes Just like all, all of our lives are the same way, isn't it? It's that we have these lives And they're frail And they're kind of broken at times But yet the Holy Spirit wants to use us And we need to get out of the way And Satan will do anything Than to get us to be witnesses for Jesus In this world So I wanted to Take a moment to thank you guys for your prayers For your pastors here It's not always neat and pretty But God gets the job done So I was trying as hard as I could To make it to the end of Genesis 24 It's kind of a marathon chapter But we broke off at verse 60 of Genesis 24 Now let me, let's, let's get the ball rolling on context again We're seeing this shift from Abraham and Sarah As Abraham as the first patriarch And Sarah as the matriarch And now we're seeing this shift As we're getting over to Isaac and Rebecca. Now remember We saw Abraham almost sacrifice Isaac And we made the case that this is a foreshadowing Of another father sacrificing A better sacrifice than Isaac Right? God the Father ultimately sacrificing Jesus and God asking Abraham to, to sacrifice Isaac was a foreshadowing of this and remember during the Q&A time on that study we saw someone said well why isn't Isaac named when he came back and I said that it's interesting that at the end of Genesis 24 we have the return of Isaac but we see Isaac again when the servant is bringing him his bride and I made the point that that's not by chance either if you think about the way God has worked in and through the life of Jesus, Jesus was sacrificed on our behalf. He ascended into heaven. And the next time we're going to see Jesus in his body is when he's joined together with his bride. Amen, right? That's, that's our hope of glory. The, the union of Jesus with his church bodily. That's the next time. And that's exactly what we have here. So if you remember, Abraham sent his servant... To go back to his, his family's house To go fetch a bride for his son Isaac And remember the whole story where, where the servant gets there and says Lord will, you, will it be a woman who not only will give me a drink But will also uh, serve my camels And I made the case that that's not like an easy job That what we learn is that Rebecca has a servant's heart She takes time She goes the extra mile and, and the servant of Abraham is blown away Not only is she beautiful Not only is she pure But she's got a servant's heart And then of course He starts to say well who are you And she's of Abraham's family And then he starts pulling out Nose rings and bracelets And then they end up back at Rebecca's house they, We meet Laban And the servant goes through this whole thing And ultimately what happens is He says, look, I want to bring Rebekah back to Abraham's house to marry Abraham's son, Isaac. Will you go? And she says, yes. And then they start lavishing gifts. And then the next morning, Laban's like, hey, 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 hold on. Maybe we shouldn't go yet. Let's hang out here. And I keep making this case all through the book of Genesis, the necessity of obedience, instant obedience. You think about what Jesus said to Judas on the Last Supper What you do, do quickly And it's interesting that Oswald Chambers Recently in My Utmost for His Highest Takes that same concept in speaking about instant obedience And says what God calls you to do, do quickly So often God asks us to do things And if we don't do it quickly, we never do it, right? It's like we know we ought to do it But as time goes by and as we've done such a good job of dragging our feet Then dragging our feet becomes the norm And we don't ever step into the things that God asks us to do And Abraham, with all of his mistakes Has done a great job of modeling instant obedience God's asking me to do this, I just do it What's fascinating is is that when Rebecca, she's ready to go Her family's like, hey, take some time Don't go right now In verse 58 of Genesis 24, it says this Then they called Rebecca and said to her Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go So they sent Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, now look at what it says here in verse 60, Our sister, may you become the mother of thousands of ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. Now this is fascinating because before she leaves, they speak blessing and prophecy over her. Look at what they say to her They say Rebecca Our sister May you become the mother Of thousands of ten thousands And we've seen this Like Sarah before her In Genesis 17, 16 That there will be A huge offspring A a mighty nation Not only that But that they would also Possess the gates Of those who hate them So they would be prosper Prosper among their enemies Now I pray that all of us believe in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He is God, the third person of the Trinity. Just as we believe that Jesus is God and we believe in His ministry, we believe in God the Father and His ministry, I pray that we really trust in the Holy Spirit and we believe that the Holy Spirit can work in our day in miraculous ways. I was... I don't know about you guys But when we were singing How great is our God During the worship service I just felt like the Holy Spirit Was wanting to do something In our hearts To pour through our lives In giftings and power Now oftentimes We have this idea of prophecy Because they're speaking Prophetically over her life And I pray that we don't Despise prophecy Not only biblical prophecy But prophecy spoken to us Directly about our own lives just this week, I got an email from somebody I don't, I don't know if I've ever met this person before But I got an email And there was some very specific words for me in that email And what I have learned in my life is that I shouldn't dismiss it Or overly embrace a prophetic word I simply need to file it in the end If this is God, this is going to work out If this is God, it will happen So I don't just dismiss it or I don't just embrace it Because it's not in the Bible But I'm open I'm open Now for Rebecca She's not going to see the fulfillment of this In its totality But it's going to happen It's going to happen Now look at what happens in verse 61 Then Rebecca and her maids arose And they rode on the camels and followed the man So the servant took Rebecca and departed now, Isaac came from the way of Beer, Lahai, Roy. Now, if you're a microbrewer, so you might want to use that as a microbrew name, Beer, Lahai, Roy. For he dwelt, in the middle of verse 62, for he dwelt in the south, and Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening and lifted his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming. Then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel For she had said to the servant Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? And the servant said It is my master So she took a veil and covered herself And the servant told Isaac All the things that he had done Then Isaac brought her into His mother Sarah's tent And he took Rebekah And she became his wife And he loved her So Isaac was comforted After his mother's death Now Imagine this Rebekah is coming But Isaac doesn't know that He knows that the servant Was sent away But he doesn't know That she's come. But what's Isaac doing With his free time? He's meditating in the field See, this is a glorious testimony Out of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob The three main patriarchs Of the book of Genesis We get the least amount of details About the life of Isaac But we do get this That Isaac is in the field Meditating in the Hebrew, the idea of this word is to bend down the body or the mind. And meditation, it's unfortunate because historically in Christianity, meditation has been a very popular, common discussion. If you think about Psalm 1, and on his law, he what? He meditates day and night. Now, when you talk about meditation in church today, we have all sorts of other connotations because of the sprinkling in of the Eastern religions and their idea of meditation being the clearing of the mind, to the clearing away of the thoughts. Now, i got to be honest with you, there is some merit to clearing away your thoughts. Our thought lives need to be brought under the captivity of Jesus. But God's design is not for us not to think God gave us a mind, he gave us thoughts, and he wants our thoughts to be absolutely enraptured with the reality of who God is for us in Jesus. And so the reality is Christian meditation on the scriptures is the bowing, the humbling of ourselves and our minds to God. Charles Spurgeon said it this way, that Christian meditation is like taking a cloth And leaving it in dye So that the cloth can take on the color of the dye When was the last time In our very quick Very, uh, you know, quick um, Soundbite ADD culture that you meditated On a passage of scripture That you just took one sentence And just dwelt there in your heart For most of us We don't do it at all, right? We're lucky if we can get a chapter in A paragraph, a little pericope, that's the the scholarly word, a little self-encapsulated thing. When was the last time you took be still and know that I am God and just dwelt there? Thought about being, thought about stillness, thought about knowing, or then thought about God. When was the last time you took a verse and you stuck it in your pocket and you let it be your companion for a day, a week, a year? I mean, could you imagine the amount of nourishment that we could get out of something like love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind? You could spend a lifetime on that one verse and then If you had another lifetime, you could spend it on And love your neighbor as yourself What does that mean? What are the implications of it? We need, like Isaac, to bend our hearts And our souls and our minds In biblical meditation And let us take on The coloring of the word of God It's a lost art in a quick culture Now, I'm not anti our culture I actually very much like living here It's a good time to be alive. And there are certain things that we have. We have access to so much information. I'm so grateful for that. I have instant connections. If I want to talk to my wife, I can pick up the cell phone, I can text her, I can Facebook her, I can do all sorts of things. I have a million ways to love on my wife by my cell phone. It's awesome. Can't go wrong with it. But not everything, there is a shadow side. Because there's nothing worse than when I'm sitting downstairs and I decide I'm going to FaceTime my wife who's sitting upstairs. You know, it's like I'm texting my wife when she's upstairs and I'm downstairs. Hey, what are you doing up there? Oh, nothing. Just reading. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just playing my bass, you know. I could just walk up the stairs. I get exercise too. But the reality is, the reality is, Is that we need to meditate on the things of God We need to soak To spend our hearts dwelling In God's word I love this Isaac is out there in the field Meditating Waiting on the Lord Bowing his heart And his mind before God Now it's beautiful here because This end of this chapter is gorgeous in its simplicity Rebecca sees this man in the field walking towards her and she dismounts herself off the camel. She asked the servant, who's this, who's this coming? He said, it's my master. And it's so simple. She took a veil and covered herself. Just the modesty of that culture. That was the style. Women were just modest in that culture. And so she veiled herself. As a sign of humility and modesty. And I love this. They just meet. And in verse 67, the simplest discussion of marriage. Look at this. Isaac brought, Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebecca, and she became his wife and he loved her. Husbands and wives, listen. Single people who want to get married, verse 67 is perfect. It's perfect. Look. Broader into his house, his mother's tent He took her and she became his wife And he loved her You know, we can have a million marriage seminars But none of it actually says it as good as that Man, just love each other Say, God, how do you want me to love this person? It's so simple It's so elegant It's so almost you could just be like Oh yeah, let's just keep going Yeah, he do Yeah, He loved her He loved her And not only that It says that he was comforted After his mother's death See, marriage is about Two people The two becoming one flesh Being together With mutual love And comfort Could you imagine How our marriages Would be revolutionized If we just said Hey, we're just going to Love each other And comfort each other See, that's the way Satan goes at marriages He makes you think You're on different teams It makes you think That you want different things When really all God wants Is for two people To come together In love and comfort And it's so simple And it's so easy To miss The elegance Of the simplicity Of what this means here He just They came together He loved her And he was comforted Now As we move into Chapter 25 Look at what happens It says in verse 1 Abraham again took a wife And her name was Keturah And she bore him Zimran Joxan, Medan, Midian Ishbak, and Shua Akshan begot Sheba and Dedan The sons of Dedan were Asherim Lashim and Leumim The sons of Midian were Ephah, Ifa, Epher, Hanach, Abadiah And Elda, all these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. But Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward, away from Isaac his son, to the country of the east. Now, We find out here that after Sarah died, Abraham again took another wife. Her name is Keturah, which in that language meant incense. If the chronology is correct, that Abraham again took a wife, which means after the death of Sarah, that they would have mean, they probably would have been married for about 37 years because Abraham was one 38 when Sarah died and we're going to see in a second that he died at 175. So, probably a span of about 37 years and he's got a number of children. Now, I mean, you got to love the strength and energy of Abraham. <laughs> I mean, I didn't write this stuff, but I mean, I'm I mean, like you're just like good on you, Abraham. You know, and I just get excited about life. I mean, how could you go wrong with this? There's no slowing down for Abraham. And I, you know, I, listen, I pray for, for those of us who've been, who, who are more seasoned, who've seen more times around the sun, that you all say, God, give me the strength of Abraham. Give me the strength of Caleb. You know, that's why I love Pastor Bill and the Next Step ministry. It's so cool. I mean, there's, there's some folks in our fellowship who have retired and their retirement is more, is more strategic and impacting than their non-retirement. Because they're saying, look, I got things that God has for me to do. And Abraham, he's just going for it. You know, and again, this is the fulfillment of Genesis 12 too. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I'll make your name great and you shall be a blessing. In In Genesis 17, 4, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of many nations. And here we see between Ishmael and all the sons of Ishmael, which we've already seen. Now we have Isaac, and we're going to be seeing his family. And now we have all of the descendants he has from Keturah. It's all being fulfilled. Now, figuring out who all these people are and where they end up is very challenging because certain names like Joktan and Dedan and Sheba, we've already seen these names in Genesis chapter 10. So in the in the table of nations in Genesis chapter 10 you get some of these names and now you get Abraham's descendants with these same names and then it makes it really hard because you're like well which Sheba and Dedan if you read your Bible you'll see them pop up from here and there uh, Midian of course you think of the Midianites who Gideon defeated in Judges chapter 6 Moses' wife As well as Jethro They were both Midianites We find in Numbers 22 and 31 that The Midianites were The enemies of the Jewish people But who these nations end up being We really don't know But what's interesting about it Is that we get all these names And then in verse 5 it says And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac But Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward away from Isaac, his son, to the country of the east. What does all this mean? This shows the primacy, the supremacy, God's purpose in Isaac being the called son, the chosen one of the lineage of Abraham. Although he had all these other kids, everything he had, he gave to Isaac. He did bless these other nations, these other Children of his But he sent them away So that Isaac could Do what God Had called him to do It's interesting that They explain all this They give us all this information And they remind us Listen All that he had Went to Isaac Except what he gave To the other sons Now in our 21st century American views On how family should run We think this is pretty awful And kids bring their Brothers and sisters To court over Inheritances that look like this But It's different for Abraham. There was no court to say, I don't like my daddy's will or whatever. This is just the way it was. Now in verse 7, this is the sum of the years of Abraham's life which he lived. 175 years.
1: Today we heard how Rebecca was finally in Isaac's house. There was a promise that she would be the mother of many, just as Sarah was promised. Pastor Daniel encouraged us to trust God completely when He speaks to us. We embrace it. Giving is one of the central themes in the Bible. Believe it or not, it's the main subject of nearly half of the parables that Jesus taught. Like prayer and serving others, money is an outlet of spiritual power. When it's released into ministry, God does amazing things with it. To understand what it means to be a Christ follower, we must also understand what it means to be a giver. Please prayerfully consider becoming a monthly supporter of Jesus is Real Radio. For more information, log on to Jesusisrealradio.com
0: Jesus is Real Radio is the radio ministry of Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. The messages that you hear each day here on Jesus is Real Radio were produced from messages that Pastor Daniel shared on Sunday mornings and the midweek study. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ.
1: Join Pastor Daniel in the next edition of Jesus is Real Radio when we'll learn more about the shift from Abraham to Isaac who is the chosen one of the lineage of Isaac. He'll give everything he has to this son. We'll find encouragement in the idea of living day by day as faithfully as we can. You've been listening to Jesus is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through his series entitled Patriarchs. Until then, may God bless.